Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. And if you guys uh, enjoyed our bonus episode, uh, go listen to that. It's the testimonial from uh, one of our first cases, me and Megan helped out, uh, that was kind of outside our circle. His name was Barry Rick. And you yeah. want to hear how we helped him, uh, you can listen to that. Basically, Barry's story. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's actually kind of interesting hearing him kind of go through the backstory. Yeah. For someone that doesn't do podcasts, he did exceptionally well. He's a good talker. Yeah. And he yeah. makes like little like corny jokes here and there. So it's it's worth it. I told me he was dating himself. <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, basically, I, we knew he was older, but then a lot of the references he was going like. Yeah. Popeye. Yeah. And- Anyway, <laughs> but that, that was a that was a good episode with Barry, and yeah. uh, we're gonna have a future bonus episode with another person we helped out, mm-hmm. um, discussing her story as well. Yeah, hopefully future episodes as well. Yeah, but today we go into the conspiracy realm. Slightly has to do something with us, but uh, it's all about the Montauk Project. Yes, yes. And if you're fans of Stranger Things, you've heard it been brought up because yeah. it's loosely based on the. Supposed stories and uh, testimonial encounters that happened at the Montauk Project. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually, Stranger Things was even titled Montauk, but there were some things with, like, I guess copyright issues or, like, saying it was too similar to another, I guess, like, thing based on the Montauk Project. And they actually went and they had to change some stuff up, Um, like, instead of being from Montauk, New York, it went to Indiana. Yeah. in indiana so a lot of stuff had to be changed which i thought was interesting because i thought like when they said like loosely based it was loosely based but no there was like more to it than that now all the stories and things we know that we've been told if you're into conspiracy theories even the least bit you've heard stuff about it now the main thing we always hear is kidnap kids turn into uh, testing from psychic abilities mm-hmm. um things to do with that that's the main things you always hear but they're so so much more yeah. uh, in, in developed in there. Some of it gets real crazy. Yeah. But funny enough, uh, the Montauk Project wasn't the original project. There was one before mm-hmm. called the Phoenix Project. Mm-hmm. That was a predecessor to the to the Montauk Project. Yeah. And the Phoenix Project was shut down uh, 50s, I mm-hmm. believe, because the government got wind of it and basically told them, uh, stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> the whole reason the Phoenix Project even started is to compete with Russia. Because... Yeah. Through spies or whatever, we heard that Russia was creating psychic soldiers or using it for mind control or remote viewing into yeah. people's like spying and stuff like that. So, of course, us, U.S., decided to fight back with the same thing and helping create psychic soldiers and stuff like that. But they were torturing people and kidnapping and testing and stuff like that and basically breaking a lot of laws. So, the government told them, hey, stop it. So, they did, but then they just kind of changed the name and moved somewhere else. Yeah. But that's uh, that's essentially where it's it started. Mm-hmm. But they they applied the same thing, but can continued on with the Montauk Project. Mm-hmm. The whole reason anyone knows anything about the Montauk Project was uh, a guy who wrote a book on it named Preston Nichols. Mm-hmm. He, in his stories anyway, explains that he didn't know until after he found. Well, let's let's start at the beginning essentially. Mm-hmm. Okay, apparently Preston Nichols uh, was working for a, uh, not shadowy company. He gave it a different name, like BGB or something mm-hmm. like that, but really stood for another company that uh, wanted to um, do testing into psychic uh, abilities along with electri- electri- 
electrical magnetic uh, activity. Yeah. Finding correlation and stuff like that. Because maybe we can have psychics remote talk to each other, right? Yeah. What he found out in his testings is that uh, every night around a certain time, his psychics would be affected. Mm-hmm. The psychics that were doing the testing. And it, they couldn't use their abilities for a period of time. And what he found out through radio waves that there was a signal between 410 and 420 hertz that was being sent out that was affecting the psychics, not mm-hmm. allowing them to use their abilities whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, so he put a <laughs> he put a radio uh, attachment on top of his his car, mm-hmm. basically drove around until he found where the signal was coming from, which was a Montauk project building. It had a giant satellite uh, kind of radio dish thing on top mm-hmm. that was emitting the signal. The building was abandoned. Mm-hmm. Um, looked like a, a big structure, military style building, but it was abandoned. A lot of you know crap strewn across across the floor. A lot of electronics and random things just, just lying about. Place looked kind of destroyed, like a fire happened or something. Yeah. He ended up walking in there, finding a homeless guy, who said, oh, "Mr. Nichols, uh, it's been so long." And he goes, "Who the hell are you?" And he goes. You, you don't you don't know who I am? It's like no. It's like, sir, I I, I used to work here. You you were my supervisor. Like, what? I don't yeah. I don't have no idea who you're talking about, right? And then you mm-hmm. basically explain the guy explained everything that was going on, and saying that this that you were like in charge of it. And they end up searching through the whole building and finding his desk that said okay. assistant supervisor, Preston Nichols. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. He had no recollection of this. Dang. So in his memory. He was a graduate from uh, different colleges, earning degrees in electromagnetic uh, engineering, ele- mm-hmm. mechanical engineering. And, of course, he learned a little bit. He wanted uh, a degree in um, psychology along with mm-hmm. that to understand the human mind and stuff like that. And that's what led him to try to combine the two with psychics. Yeah. Not knowing that he was continuing his work that was erased yeah. from his time in the Montauk Project. Yeah. I... Uh, a lot of the predecessors to the Montauk Project, like I said, the Phoenix Project, one of the ones that were tested while the Montauk Project was happening was the Philadelphia Experiment, mm. which is the episode of its own. Now, I know the Philadelphia Experiment happened way before the Montauk Project, which supposedly took place in the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, but the technology that they created, they used the Montauk Project, Yeah. right? Uh, which, if you know anything about the Philadelphia experiment, like I said, that's in a whole other episode. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> but they were trying to teleport. Mm-hmm. And this is in the 40s, mm-hmm. mind you, right? They were trying to find technology to teleport. Mm-hmm. So they had a big old giant ship. Um, USS Eldridge. That's right. Um, was right. a ship that they had the device that would help them teleport. It didn't. It didn't do what it wanted them to do. What happened is that it kind of time traveled them to. A, granted, it teleported to a new, another location, but in the midst of moving from one space to the other, you kind of affected time and space at the same time. Mm-hmm. And when they got from one place to the other, suppose the stories. Like mm-hmm. I said, the whole other thing we could go into with the Philadelphia experiment. But supposedly when they. One place teleported to the next. When they got to the next place, some of the men were inside the walls. Yeah, yeah. Like their arm was like in the wall. They're like leg and they're ah, freaking out. Yeah. Um. That's if you like fully. One of the things that I that they said on that too was like they rematerialized from the inside out. Yeah. Um. And there's also stories of like a random soldier like um 
getting up out like having dinner with his uh, family and randomly getting up w- walking into a wall like walking through a wall and disappearing and never been seen again wow yeah some of the guys that was on the article too that i read about it is that like some of them just disappeared they don't they don't know where they went yeah so that technology was what they carried on now through Preston Nichols research and you know remembering stuff uh, there was a psychic that when the Montauk Project one was happening, uh, used whose mm-hmm. name was uh, was it Duncan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, supposedly he was at the Philadelphia Experiment. Yeah, yeah, he was a sailor soldier. Yeah, and because of the Philadelphia Experiment, where he gained psychic abilities, that helped a lot. Yeah, there were two brothers on the USS Outridge that survived, and one of them was Duncan, and the other one worked. Like I guess was just at the Montauk Project. Like he worked there, but like he wasn't psychic. But Duncan was psychic. This is a, uh, I mean, one of the experiments that was done. Grant is a lot of other ones too. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the experiments that were done, and this is what led to the downfall of the Montauk Project altogether. Yeah, there was a device that they had called the chair. Um, that if a psychic sat in, could amplify their abilities, but also what helped Duncan out with it is that he could manifest his abilities into reality. Yeah. So if they asked him to focus on a portal. In time, essentially, he could open up a portal into the future or the past. So they asked him, "Think of the, you know, think of the '90s, 1990. What, what, what's there?" And he opens up a portal. They look through. It looks, it's of course 1990s, like 2010, right? And they go mm-hmm. further and further. They go for, in the past. Um, sometimes they would send people in, and sometimes they would come back, and somebody could displace in time. Oh my god! That, right? Because so they can't get back. Yeah. A portal closes, and oh crap! You know. That guy's lost in 1945, or the guy's lost in 1820, you know. Maybe that's where whole time travel uh, theory comes from. A lot of people displaced in time because of uh, the Philadelphia Experiment and the Montauk Project. Well, the crazy thing, too, about Preston Nichols is there was a point in time where everything got kind of started getting, like, too real for him. And he wanted to stop, but they wouldn't let him. And he was basically um, not hypnotized into continuing his work, but pressured with a level of a degree of mind control to stick with a project yeah and see it through but supposedly duncan now i don't know where press nichols got these reports maybe he just remembered what happened but duncan the whole reason one of these what well, guess led to the downfall of the montauk project altogether or it closing down essentially is that one of these segments uh, sessions with duncan in the chair he heard a voice tell him now is the time right and duncan manifested uh, a creature, yeah, a monster, something dark, huge with claws and teeth, and that just basically when he manifested into creation, it just tore through the entire facility, right, ripping yeah. through building, ripping through the entire thing, and of course all the scientists were like, oh, turn off the machine, turn off the machine, yeah, okay. right, and it got a point where they ripped the the wires out of the building, out of the uh, the machine itself, didn't turn off, shut the power off, shut the power off. Didn't, didn't the chair didn't stop the creature was still around so they finally just ripped the cords with like an axe out of the, uh, the cables essentially cutting it from the main source and that finally shut off the chair mm-hmm. and the creature dissipated like it basically was pulled from another reality and then when the power shut off to the chair of course then uh, duncan's ability didn't work anymore at least the amplification that it was at yeah. and the creature just basically just dematerialized yeah because going back to what we said in the beginning that homeless man that supposedly worked for Mr. Nichols uh, was showing him while he's taking a tour through the building. Uh, this is the spot, and yeah, there's a divot in the in the ground where the chair was. 
obviously it was moved, but the cables were moved and stuff like that. But there's like where he showed him where it happened. Dang. Now, the Montauk building is real. You well, you can't go there. It's actually protected and guarded, like mm-hmm. fenced up and stuff. Yeah. But it's inside Hero Park. That's in New York. Like if you go to Hero Park National Park, you go there. You you can find it, but it's mm-hmm. like no one's allowed in there. Yeah. Um. So those are the main events that happen to the point. Now, of course, there was a Montauk Boys. Mm-hmm. Is it Montauk or Montauk? I don't know. That's... I thought it was like, hey, like Montauk. I Montauk. I say Montauk. I don't know where you got that from. I don't know. It's Montauk, right? Montauk. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Whatever. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> where you? I don't know where you got the F. But um, supposedly there's Montauk boys, and these were the boys that were kidnapped, either derelicts or uh, we call it just like you know homeless kids or kids that were like in foster Runaway, homes. No one, would, no one would miss them. That they were drugged and tested, do psycho, psychoanalytical drugs, and trying to ha- push their so like give people psychic abilities for mind control and this and that. Yeah, and they took it to like the extreme. Like they wanted to break your mind in order to kind of rebuild it and reprogram it like how they needed it to be. So there was even accounts where like they would nearly they would put you in very cold temperatures, then put you in very hot temperatures, then overfeed you, then underfeed you, then give you drugs, then don't give you drugs, then almost drown you, and then You'll have like days where you're fine, but like they would do the extremities on either side and use that to completely break apart your mind. And those studies led to the Manchurian candidate kind of things. You know what that is, right? The what? Manchurian candidate. Yeah. Uh, a government controlled person that will do whatever they need to when the government asks them to. Ugh. Mind control at the highest level, right? Yeah. But when you say maturing candidate, you say some like a political figure, mm-hmm. right? That could reach the length of a president or senator or governor or what like that. Yeah. But you use a phrase or something like that, kind of like Winter Soldier, and automatically he'll do whatever you ask him to. Weird. Right? And also, but funny enough, we are <laughs> a, I know we always talk at the end of the episode, but we're going to get to say it now, but also one of the other things through these studies mm-hmm. was MK Ultra. Yeah. Which and that's is how, our next episode. Yeah. And that's also <laughs> how they um, wiped. Apparently, they used the MK Ultra technique uh, the CIA did to wipe all the employees' minds. Minds and like people that were involved with the Montauk project. Yeah. You, you've seen other people with. Uh, and that was it actually reported. MK Ultra was actually a declassified study. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's real. Yeah, that's yeah. the difference is because this one is kind of, it's definitely a conspiracy theory. And a lot of conspiracy theorists argue against the Montauk project, but MK Ultra is kind of like there. Like it's actual, it actually happened. So it's kind of up in the air. They don't know whether or not to, like people, it's kind of up in the air whether to believe Preston Nichols, which he died. I didn't even know he died, mm. but he died like a. I don't know when it was. It was a. It was in the two thousand. He was a scientist in the sixties and seventies. I'm assuming he would be alive today. Yeah, but um. Now, when? By the way, yeah, the next week MK Ultra. So look forward to that when we talk about that because a lot more stuff I want to get into about MK Ultra. I thought was very clever, but also scary at the same time. Mm-hmm. Of course, they would have some kind of failsafe to protect the scientists there from any psychics that they had from mind controlling them. Mm-hmm. affecting them, making them see stuff. Yeah. With that signal. 
a signal between 420 and 420 hertz or something that yeah level because that. they they have they actually had because the, the rumors were there was a nuclear reactor on the property that was a rumor um whether or not it's true or not i don't know but the satellite dish that's there when you look at montauk project would even send out the frequency or whatever to the town and residents of montauk new york they always talk about how there's one that was a resident for like 40 years and she was basically saying well i don't know if like the montauk project was actually a thing but i know there was something just extremely strange about like the satellite and the frequencies coming from there a lot of the residents would complain about headaches even so even if you're not psychic you still had some kind of effect on that hertz it would even mess with their tv sets but funny enough um yeah, yeah so i was saying like that that hertz level stuff was meant to stop any psychics from using their abilities right so if they try to to basically turn turn mm-hmm. that signal on and they couldn't use their abilities uh, i don't think that actually works on that i don't know i don't know is there a signal or frequency that would block us i don't know it's kind of interesting i kind of want to test it i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. That's um but yeah i thought that was obviously a, a good way to keep your psychics that you had there in check that they're experimenting on. And funny enough, after this, in the Mm -hmm. 70s and stuff like that, after the Montauk Project went down, Mm -hmm. um, there was supposedly uh, monsters or creatures that washed up on shore around Philadelphia and stuff like that. that was bizarre. Yeah, I remember seeing that. So one thing that I found, which I found super interesting, it was a New York Post article. Basically, it's called Inside the Real Life Lab and Secret Experiments that Inspired Stranger Things. Because if you look up anything about... If you look up anything about Montauk Project, it's right now because of Stranger Things being so big, it's got like tons of articles like comparing the two. But there was a guy that they interviewed. So it's a New York Post article and they interviewed Joe Lafrino. He had worked at the Campiro State Park for 18 years as a like a not a guard, but like a patrol ranger. Ranger. Yeah, he start he actually went and got a because a lot of them even Preston Nichols had like repressed memories and we've even talked about like repressed memories and stuff like that of past lives and stuff like that so that's that's I mean that's accurate I know a lot of people that you know once they go through like hypnosis or whatever full subconscious memories well apparently that's what, what was happening with a lot of these guys including Preston Nichols is that they were pulling and pulling these repressed memories and this guy was no different um so he describes it as a place that dominated my life and my nightmares so he was 53 years old and grew up in montauk and like i said works as a park employee at camp hero and he sincerely believes he was one of the lost and tortured montauk boys in that was mentioned in nichols book he believes he was abducted as a boy and was taken through one of the old gunnery tunnels and was taken to an underground lab where experiments were conducted. Um, he specifically said, I didn't believe it until two years ago. I was hypnotized by a certified hypnotist for about 40 minutes and all of these memories started flooding back. They did a very bad thing to you, to us out there. We were just little kids. They had no right to experiment on us. It was a very dark, very evil thing. He believes he was abducted and abused during the summer of 1980 and possibly during the summer of 1981 when he was 12 or 13. He recalled under hypnosis that a local boy whom no one knew very well invited him to bike to the base. The first thing that he said that there was two men waiting, dressed in civilian clothes and 
they took the boys into a sunken house on base. Later, he said he and other boys were brought underground through Battery 113, one of the sealed gunneries left from World War II. Um, he remembers laying on the table with wires coming out of him, and he said basically that they analyzed the kids like animals, basically. Um, and he said there were easily up to 50 other kids there, and he truly believes that the other kids, there, there was a handful of kids that were eventually killed. Okay, so he said while under hypnosis, he went to the location that he remembered with another park employee. So, like, he's he saw it where he was during the hypnosis, and then in real life, he was like, you know what, I'm going to go and see if I can find this place that I keep talking about in the hypnosis. So he went with another employee who was named Charlie, who was also interviewed by the Post, and they found remnants of the sunken house from his visions that he got while he was under hypnosis. They had said that the New York Post had reached out to the park superintendent to kind of get like his comments on the whole situation, and they never, never said anything back. Because he basically, Joe was like, if there was a way to get a backhoe back there, my boss would let me dig the spot. Um, he can guarantee that there's some sort of cement structure down there. So he believes that, you know, he was one of the people there. And it's kind of ironic because if you notice, like, Preston Nichols mysteriously, like, ended up there. Even though his memory was wiped cleaned, he ended up at the Montauk area. Mm-hmm. And so did this guy. He said he didn't understand why, but he went and became an employee for Camp Hero and State Park and just stayed there all those years working. And then it wasn't until, like, he started getting, like, the repressed memories back. So it's kind of ironic and kind of funny. Not funny, but, like, kind of coincidental. Almost like it was planned. Yeah, like, it's almost like their mind was slowly bringing those memories back and they kept getting pulled to this location for a reason. Yeah, there's another one thing in the book. Um, I, I, I just read the articles from it. Yeah. But uh, supposedly um, there was... This is what gets a really weird part, but mm-hmm. supposedly they had uh, connections and portals to a base on Mars. Really? Oh, yeah. The Mars. And then they also, uh, what was the other thing? Um, apparently, they went all the way back to biblical times, too, mm-hmm. which I thought that was interesting. But like I said, a lot of conspiracy theories like kind of like dig holes in the, in the whole stories and stuff that Preston Nichols is saying. And I think it's supposed to almost be like that because i mean if something like this actually happened it's so outside of the box and i know like me personally i mean i if you had to ask me what i believe i don't know for sure if the montauk project was a thing but i do believe that the government does do things with like psychics and crazy stuff like that not now mm-hmm. but maybe later mm-hmm. um i would probably do this on a haunted update for next week mm-hmm. you think you could go there montauk project area the building Ugh. and remote viewing i mean i could try but i don't know not now no i don't want to do it now <laughs> yeah i don't want to do it right now but well, that's like um, i mentioned you start channeling like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like a startup like you say montauk project and or camp hero state park and my mind goes all right everybody get in the car let's go <laughs> And I'm like, no, no, everybody get out of the car. <laughs> so, I mean, those are the f- information at least was shared. Yeah. You want to say facts, but even this is just, is, is all speculation. Now, Preston Nichols, in his interviews, mm-hmm. is very intelligent. He's mm-hmm. very sound, doesn't sound insane or crazy when he talks or something like that, but he's been discredited, saying that he doesn't, he's never learned, earned these degrees, he never worked for these companies, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. 
Kind of same way Bob Lazar was. Mm-hmm. You remember Bob Lazar? Mm-mm. He's a guy who said, you know, about Site 4, about an Area 51. The Area 51 oh, is yeah, just yeah. there. But he actually worked at Site 4 where he, you know, tried to um, re-engineer alien spacecraft technology, stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About- well, that's, that's another thing that they said about Montauk Project is that they also kept, you know, like aliens. That was another thing. Um that was kind of like floating around about it. That's like stuff that's scary. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the same situation with Bob Lazar, how they say Bob Lazar never went to this college, but he has like photo evidence of him actually being there mm-hmm. in the same year and everything. But they say, no, he wasn't. But they're like, yeah. this is the evidence of it. That kind of situation with Preston Nichols. Yeah. And the government goes hardcore like, no, we didn't do this. You know, but I, because I, it, it makes me, there are people out there and I've seen it that like have truly have psychic abilities and i always think like why doesn't the government ever look into like psychics or something like i i feel like that's a thing but they just don't talk about it like for answers or just whatever so i feel like the government does do stuff like that and i i think there's oh my god there's so much that's not like that they don't talk about obviously right not saying we're a giant podcast i know mm-hmm. people listening to it oh no you're great but yeah. yeah, we know our numbers. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing is, we have mentioned numerous times uh-huh. about our abilities, uh-huh. right? I was saying, if we were around at that time, you think we would have been taken, kidnapped, even brought in, or stuff like that? Well, it's funny you say that because I always tell you, like, that was one of my main concerns when I started, like, when we started talking about our abilities. I think that's like it's not something that's in the forefront. I think there's other other reasons, like people put. First, not to um, not to like dive into their abilities, obviously, what they see, whatever, and stuff like that. But like, I always have the little back thing in the back of my mind. It's like I don't want to get kidnapped by the government for well, like a, psychic stuff. I, and I, I thought about that, and the fact that we've talked about it, and I have had three episodes on my ability, and numerous times we talked about it on different interviews, yeah. and how we talked about yours and the things you can do. There's only three possibilities. Mm-hmm. Right, and this kind of busts a bubble of a lot of conspiracy theorists at the same time. Mm-hmm. One, they don't know yet. Right, mm-hmm. we haven't made it on their radar yet. Yeah. Two, they ain't doing it right now, which yeah. is extremely surprising that the government, or at least the shadow parts of the government, mm-hmm. wouldn't be having still doing these kind of experiments because the ability, like your remote viewing, mm-hmm. to go somewhere, yeah, it's, without it's, physically being there, it's get, it's get, uh, honestly, like I don't toot my horn very much when it comes to abilities. But my remote viewing is getting even scary. Exactly. Like, and the thing is, not actually having to physically be there and see and everything and almost like be like you're in the room, but you're not mm-hmm. of what's going on. And that kind of a power and ability to spy on someone without actually having to be there. You know, that information to get from anyone is extremely valuable to shadow parts of our government. So that's why I said, two, they aren't doing it anymore because yeah. they would... Oh, the second they heard about you, right? Mm-hmm. We get banging our door from you know guys in suits and the black van saying, "Get in." Well, no, that that's <laughs> that's the thing that freaks me out. That is honestly the thing that really like freaks me out because I've had dreams where I don't know if you guys remember me telling you this, but remember we were in like some kind of downtown area and it was like maybe we're like we were in like a downtown area there was like food being cooked and we were at this restaurant super crowded it was rainy it was kind of like dungy kind of it was in like a back alley restaurant type situation and it could have been someplace like maybe like uh chinatown or like new york or something like that something where it's like 
layered buildings like there's skyscraper kind of buildings not skyscrapers so they weren't like that big but it was multiple stories and then like the bottom levels had like food and stuff like that like restaurants and we were at this restaurant where you could you hardly could even sit down and I remember me and you walked in there and we were looking around and I was like where are we where are we and so I was trying to get my bearings and one of the things that I do like in dreams especially if I'm like conscious is like okay I'm looking around what are the details what do I need to remember you know like I try and repeat everything that's around me and I remember looking and there was a bunch of people in suits and they were sitting there and they like you know like wave their fingers like Come on, sit down, right? I remember, I don't know, the guy kind of looked like Russell Crowe. Don't ask me why, but he kind of looked like that guy. But he had a like a hat on. And the first thing I thought of is like the whole like typical men in black, like that's what they look like, right? And I was like, okay, oh my God, what is this, right? And I remember sitting down and you were like, what the hell is this? What is this, right? And we sat down and they opened up this like manila folder and it had like everything like it even had visions that i have seen before in black and white photos in this manila folder almost like you know when the doctors used to do like the actual like manila folder of all your like history and stuff Mm. that's what it looked like and i remember it was like oh crap what is this and then i remember you like i turned to you and i was just like okay i guess we just have to listen and figure it out but i woke up before i could figure out what any (laughs) of that was but i remember after that i started like I don't know. It was it was a twisted. After that dream, there's some twisted things that happened. But it made me think, like, what the heck? You know, what the heck? Could the uh, I don't know. So, yeah, like I said that was yeah options two. Yeah, right. So original option. Yeah. Uh, we don't have the radar yet. Mm-hmm. Option two, they're not doing it anymore because if they were, obviously we'd be you know. Or three, mm-hmm. they do know about us. And they're watching. They're watching That's to see scary. what level of ability you get to, yeah. what can these people do, right? Yeah. That kind of situation. And it's not just us. I'm sure there's other psychics and stuff like that that they watch. Yeah. Yeah. But those are only three possibilities with the situation. Now, one of my other theories that I wanted to discuss with you, mm-hmm. the chair, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I have seen... And you, well, you never tried, mm-hmm. but I have seen what Moldavite... Mm-hmm. Right, the stone moldavite does for me, and the whole thing about moldavite is supposed to amplify. Right, yeah. no, never mentioned when people talk about moldavite amplifying psychic abilities. That was a theory, but originally it's supposed to amplify your emotions, your your intuition, your your manifestation, whatever. Mm-hmm. Amplify. So, Aaron mm-hmm. uh, from uh, Starting Family Crystals, yes, originally was the idea that she theorized could moldavite amplify my abilities as mm-hmm. it would any psychic. Right. Yeah. So I said, yeah, send me a little piece, which you sent me about a, like a cornflake size. Yeah. And just holding that little piece amplified my abilities. And the best way I describe the level up mm-hmm. when holding a piece of Moldavite, if my hand, right, mm-hmm. pulling capability is at the level of, a say, let's say a handgun, right? Mm-hmm. When I had a piece of mold in my hand, it basically turned it into a bazooka. Yeah. Like, it. that's where it turned the level from, like, pew, pew to kaboom, right? Yeah. Um, so that just a flake of Moldavite did that for me. Now that made me wonder, what the hell is a chair made out of? Not to say made out of, but what does it do to amplify Duncan's ability? Which I believe Duncan's ability was to manifest stuff into reality, or at least psychic ability he could see time. Like his psychic ability was something unlike most people have heard. Hence why he was chosen, 
or at least used or kidnapped. His ability might have been a creation from the Philadelphia experiment. And whoever else was the other person who got kidnapped as well has survived. But his ability might have been singular to what happened at Philadelphia experiment. Like his body was rewritten with that ability to manifest portals and stuff that in creation. But the chair, when he sat in it, amplified it to the highest 10th degree. Hence why he could open portals when just asked or yeah. manifest a creature out of nothing. So what would happen to us if we sat in said chair? Would I be able to pull from any region across the entire world? Would I be able to pull straight from the other side? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, you know what's crazy is... I know what happened with you. You would be able to go anywhere you want. Oh, my gosh. That... I don't <laughs> know how I um, but yeah... I, I also think, like, the, the chair to the experiment with the chair is so creepy. Like, the name they gave it, the seeing eye. Oh, yeah, I forgot the name. Oh, of the freaking name <laughs> is, like, weird. And I feel like I've heard that, like, other, like, I think I've heard that somewhere before, and I'm not sure. Another weird thing happened when I was researching. So, there was, when I first researched, the, I got, like, really into the Montauk Project because there was a psychic person apparently that they said was very similar. It was the modern day, well, not modern day, but it was like the real life 11, right? From Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And speaking of which, I have a theory too. It was the real life Stranger Things, like 11. And I, I had read articles where they would talk about the Montauk Project and they would talk about her, right? I specifically, like I've read details. I know that they were existed, right? I go back to research, like to fully bring out all the stuff that I have on Montauk Project, and I can't find anything on her. Nothing. And I specifically remember the moment that I researched Montauk Project, all of those articles popped up. Research the same thing, nothing about her. I found one picture, and it was just that she was good at telekinesis. So I don't know where I have all these details from if the articles don't even exist anymore. Like, like I don't know where they went. Mm. I have all this information in terms of, well, it's like I remember, but I don't remember. It's kind of weird. It's like, I remember reading the articles. I remember what the articles look like, you know, how many pages it was, the level, like what it talked about. But I don't remember specific details. I remember like she could move things. She could like, it was just like kind of like what Eleven went through. But yeah, but I have my, I have a theory between Stranger Things and Montauk Project. And I think... There is more in Stranger Things that, and it's not just because I'm a fan, but I think there's more in Stranger Things that is more accurate with psychics and people with abilities than you kind of think. Like, I think some things that Eleven does is, like, I'll, I'll tell you with me, when I, okay, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the newest season of Stranger Things, don't listen to past this point. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, when she goes to save Max, and she goes kind of like on the plane, I guess, is what you, like, would kind of call it. Into the ether. Yeah. That is exactly kind of what happens with me with remote viewing. That is literally almost identical. And I know... Like for myself, I have a lot of experiments that I want to try and run that have to do with remote viewing and like my ability and stuff because I didn't realize how how dominant remote viewing is for me. Yeah. So I think there's more in Stranger Things and I'm wondering if like 
because it was so loosely, well, not loosely, but it was based off the Montauk project. Mm-hmm. If that was, I don't know, maybe the Duffer brothers read somewhere or really dug deep and was able to find like actual things about like psychics from like MK Ultra and, and stuff like that. If that, that some of the stuff in there is actually like legit. You know what I mean? That's not just like fictional. I don't know the Duffer Bros actually believe anything from the Montauk Project, but granted, they influence a lot of stuff from it. And granted, mm-hmm. they they they, in, they integrate their fan fandom of D and D. Hence, why I name most of the creatures, all of them, yeah. after D and D creatures and yeah. stuff like that. But the whole creature escaping, destroying the place, Demogorgon, right? Yeah. But telekinesis, able to move stuff with your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Pick stuff up, move it across, blow people mm-hmm. back, right? Mm-hmm. That's that. Yeah. Rarity, if it even does exist, it's one of those psychic abilities that. If existed to the the degree of just picking up the weight of a paper with your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Would be unlike anything has ever seen before. Yeah. Is it possible? I don't know, but I, I never th- thought that, you know, my ability to absorb dark entities and demons off the plane was possible, but I'm doing it. Yeah. So, is there other psychics out there, EMA users, that could, you know, yeah. move shit with their mind? Well, there's one thing with the Montauk Project that they... Or testing with remote viewing. Basically, if you hold hair or if you hold, which I'm not going to do that. That's weird. Um, But if you hold something of the other person's, right, that you're trying to see through, if you can, like, make a stronger connection. So I wonder, like, with remote viewing with me, if I did that. Now, I have a strong connection to music. I can see stuff. If you play me someone's favorite song, I can connect to them one, two, three. It's easier. I mean, I could connect to them regardless, but it's easier that way. So, I mean, it's not holding somebody's stuff, but it's how music is so personable to some people. You know what I mean? Mm. But yeah, and the best way to describe remote viewing is like, I'll. this is how I kind of started. I, I kind of like tiptoed into remote viewing is somebody would tell me something or somebody would talk to me and I could see where they're at. And I've tested this before because I was like, hey, do you happen to have this, this, and this in your room? They were like, holy crap, that's my room. You know, or yeah, in fact, that is that because I know like Isaac's friend Cameron, I know I like freaked him out a little bit because I was able, I've never seen his room before and I was able to describe his room. And um, the same thing for, and like even with the Sally house, I've never seen... Up when I first started researching, I never saw the Sally house before the inside, but I was able to see what the inside looked like. And technically, I I guess I went there mentally. Mm. And the same thing with a lot of other people. But it's getting a little bit like it's getting a little bit like not too real, but it's getting a the remote viewing is getting like it's starting to become strong. So is the dreams though. The dreams and the remote viewing is getting getting uh like I'm buff on that side of my psychic uh yeah. body. Um I don't think so I don't think I don't theorize, but if the government is still doing stuff like the Monta Project right now, which mm-hmm. is it's highly likely. Um if you earn a conspiracy thing, uh you probably say yes. Um <laughs> but Let's say if. Way to make people jump, by the way. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, let's say if, right? Let's play the if game right now. They wouldn't need me unless they opened up a portal to hell and we're dealing with a bunch of stuff in the location. Yeah. They would need you because of your remote viewing ability. Because their original whole thing was spying mm-hmm. and, and, and creating, uh, we call it, controlling people's minds, mm-hmm. essentially, and, and having them activate when they want them to activate. That's the whole new next episode, MK Ultra. 
Um, yeah. But having active with activate mind control, reading people's minds, stuff like that, stuff that they could use for espionage or mind control or just yeah. spying all in technicality, right? Pulling darkness out of places, what I'm doing is not high in their food chain of what they need. Well, it's kind of like, too, if they were like, I mean, imagine if you had an enemy and you just could, I don't know, like hold a picture of the enemy or something like that of the specific person and you could see where they're at, what they're doing, like how... Well, if you remember, first season of Stranger Things, that's what Elle did. Yeah. She went into the ether mm -hmm. uh, in her sensory deprivation chamber mm -hmm. and spied on the Russian soldier. Well, that's, that is something that I want to try. And I, so we're getting Spying on Russian soldiers? No, no. <laughs> Um, if I get a bang on our door in the next night. No, excuse me. What did me. you say? We need that information. No. <laughs> um, no, but this whole sensory deprivation thing. I want to actually try that at locations and just see what I get. Well, they actually, you can rent. I don't know where. I don't know if in North well, Carolina. Well, sensory spot. deprivation as you can get before like actually doing the thing. Well, there is separate deprivation chambers you can rent to go into. Oh, my God. I don't know how I'd feel about that. Yeah. Because isn't it like you close and you go in water? Uh, you can be naked if you want to. But basically, they, they put you in a tank that matches your body temperature water-wise. So you don't feel the water. You just feel like you're floating in nothing. And they close the tank and it's complete darkness, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And... I think they add white noise or something like that. But basically, you're just in darkness. Floating feels like you're floating freeform, right? Like you're out in outer space. And then yeah. you're supposed to... Being in a separation chamber like that, you're supposed to hallucinate and start seeing shit. If we were to meditate, mm -hmm. um, you might go actually somewhere else. I might amplify your abilities to the highest degree. Interesting. Yeah. No, because I actually, believe it or not, as crazy as it sounds, water is a trigger for me with visions. That's why I get them in the shower, washing dishes. I really should like sit in our pool and like meditate in the pool because I feel <laughs> like, I feel like, but Megan's the same way. The other Megan on our paranormal team, she's the same way when it comes to water. I don't know what it is, but they say that's like, I forgot who said that. There was some psychic on TikTok that said that there is an actual reason why some psychics, when they do stuff with water, especially like, so basically when I put my hands in water, I can start to see stuff vision wise which is why when i wash dishes i tend to stare off in space because <laughs> getting stuff and some of my most profound like messages and like most intense ones came when i was like washing dishes or in the shower and the shower is kind of like just like a download it's like but i know a lot of people like that well i think that's all we have yeah without reading the book by yeah. the way i suggest reading it. i'm probably gonna read it too yeah if yeah. if feels like we need to like talk more about it we'll do a part two eventually um with the book being read yeah because i kind of want to read it too and I think there's I, more than one yeah there's like three or four i think yeah. and there's a bunch of documentaries and stuff like that that you can definitely watch yeah there's a documentary on the montauk project there is obviously some books and stuff like that tons of stuff on youtube I'm kind of most articles and most kind of like videos, TikToks, that kind of stuff kind of goes over the same stuff that we went over because without reading the book, you can't really like they don't have like the cases or what they experiment specifically like what they experimented with other than the Montauk chair. Like you have to read the book. Yeah. You have to read the actual encounters to get the full dosage of the experiment. So hopefully when we read 
the book. Who knows, maybe some visions and crazy realizations would come from reading the book and see. Like we said, the Montauk Project is a conspiracy theory. It's not 100% proven like MK Ultra. The government actually released the MK Ultra stuff, so which we're going to go into uh, next episode. Yes. Now, a question that everybody wants to know. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite search shootings character? Oh, so everyone's going to go. Okay, so it would have to probably be Dustin, right? Because I think he's just like a cool guy. And I would have to say Max because I think she, I, I think she's a little bit of a badass. Like, <laughs> um, But then again, I like Robin too. And I also like Elle. Um, but I have to say this last season, and it sounds so cliche because I know everyone says it, but Eddie Munson. <laughs> it was just so epic and somebody okay somebody and this is what i don't like that like everybody is like freaking out oh my god he's so hot you tracy you know you would have made fun of him in in high school if you came in contact with him tracy <laughs> you know you would have made fun of him and demonized him but like um but a lot of my friends and stuff that i hung out with remind like that I did hang out with because I had a lot of guy friends in high school and uh, even in middle school. And they kind of reminded me of like Dustin, even Lucas, um, like those kind of kids, even Eddie Munson. Like, I don't know. He just, and then the metal, the Metallica thing, like, Oh my God, it was so fucking epic. And um, I, I was, I was say my favorite was, mm-hmm. was Dustin for a long time, mm-hmm. but as a metalhead and growing up metalhead, yeah. wearing metal clothes, something like that, of course, as soon as Eddie came into the scene, I was like, "That's the guy." Yeah, right there. yeah. You can't you can't be a metalhead and not be for Eddie. Plus, I think the char- the character like Eddie Munson, like his his whole like personality was just great. And I like that that they they showed kind of like not all metalheads have that like angry and like just mean demeanor. Like there are metalheads out there that have actual personalities. A quick story. I remember I worked at Walmart um, and because I listened to like metal music and uh, like screaming and all that stuff like, you know, like Devil Wears Prada and Norma Jean and like brutal stuff, right? Black Dahlia Murder, like all those bands, right? I remember I got around that I listened to that music and they were like, oh my God, you listen to that music? You're not angry at all. Like, you're so nice. Why do you listen to that music? And it's like, and I remember telling them, not like that's judgmental as you can get. Like, not all people that listen to that music are like per se angry and mean and rude. I said, I know a lot of people that listen to pop music that are that way. <laughs> so you can't sit there and say that metalheads are, you know, always like that. So um, the fact that it showed kind of like a quirky side to Eddie at the very beginning, I kind of like that to show, like, you know, just because he's. Yeah, and then the the line. I'm sorry, the line where it's like where he goes after the docs, and because I was always picked on by like the popular crowd in school, so kind of understand like their perspective. And when he was like, uh, "Throw balls into laundry baskets," <laughs> that was the best, the most metal ever. This ass music, yeah. some of the best lines. So anyway, that's- yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is just filler it, at this yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that wraps us up. Yeah. yeah. So, so look forward to next week when we talk about MK Ultra. Um, if you guys haven't already, check out the bonus episode with Barry. Um, it's very interesting. He discusses his point of view, and you get to hear from someone else who is not us talk about how our abilities work and how we helped. Yeah. Um, 
But yes, as always, you can catch our uh, social media at Hidden the Shadows uh, podcast on Instagram, Hidden in the Podcast Two on Twitter. Um, no, on TikTok, Hidden in the Shot Six on Twitter. Um, or links to all our social media are always listen to us at HiddenTheShadowsPodcast.com. So yeah, uh, look forward to those uh, future episodes. And as always, we'll catch your weirdos in the next one. Yes.